The podcast is back for 2022, and that's something to celebrate. Welcome to Something to Celebrate. I'm Amy Wiley, owner of Suburban Soiree. Join me as we celebrate, decorate, organize, host, and make life fun. Hello and welcome. Thank you for your patience as I took a little extended podcast break. It is great to be back with you and I appreciate you listening so much. Uh, Today I'm going to talk about a big leap I took right at the start of the new year, as in I left on January 2nd to do this and it was scary and intimidating to me, but I ended up um, with a very rewarding experience and I learned a lot and that's what I want to share with you. I want to share what I learned by getting way outside of my comfort zone. And it's okay if you are not looking to take a big leap or get far out of your comfort zone this year. If you are just trying to make it, I am there with you as well, honestly, and I get that. So no pressure to really do a big thing if that's not what you have in mind for this time in your life. But if you do have a goal of any size in the back of your mind, I hope this will help you move forward and feel encouraged and maybe just something to have in the back of your mind that doing big things can be really rewarding even if you think they're going to be scary at first. I'll start by telling you exactly what I did. And this may or may not sound scary or difficult to you, but it was for me. So I took my business, Suburban Soiree, to market for the very first time. And I'll tell you what market is if you're not familiar. So I did the Dallas Total Home and Gift Market. It is one of two gift markets uh, during the year that they have there in Dallas. There are also big markets in many cities, um, Atlanta, Las Vegas, New York. There are all kinds, but Dallas is a big one. And I did this for the first time. And what this is, is it's where stores go to buy their merchandise wholesale. Now they don't actually take home their merchandise from market, but they go around to all these different showrooms and check out what's new and what vendors have to sell to stock their stores for the year. The Dallas World Trade Center is huge. I was on the 12th floor. I'm not sure how many floors total, but I mean, it's a huge building. It's tons of people, tons of vendors and exhibitors and buyers, and it's just a big event to kick off the year. So this involved um, me getting down to Dallas with all of my stuff from Colorado, uh, getting ready to do this. And here's what I had to do to get ready to pull this off. First of all, I have to acknowledge that this was a financial investment for my business. So that was um, kind of a big thing to do. I also had to come up with a display. You are expected to make your booth look like a boutique and to really make it over the top and beautiful. And so I had to figure out how to display my merchandise in the best way. I had to finalize my wholesale pricing. I have worked with some stores uh, here and there, and I do have a wholesale program, but it has been very small. And so I had to really get my pricing right and where I wanted it to be to take this bigger. I had to get samples together of my items so that I could physically show the buyers what they would be getting. And I had to get a wholesale website going so that they could order online and so that I could put orders through at market. I had to get marketing materials made up and decide exactly what I wanted to hand out and where I wanted those materials to send them. And then of course, As a mom, there are just the logistics of leaving my family for more than a week, which I haven't done 
really, I don't know if I've left them alone for that long ever, uh, just me, but I had not left them in a long time. So of course that was a lot to work out, a lot to get together. And overall, it's just something brand new. I had never done this before. So here's what was scary about this to me and what was giving me anxiety and making me nervous. First of all, like I said, it's completely new. I did not know what to expect. I wanted to be sure I could anticipate uh, what kind of situations I might be in or what my needs would be. And so, you know, that's always a little bit scary. Another crazy part of this was that it was pretty last minute and that is not normally how I operate. I'm usually a big planner, but um, in December, I was starting to research what it would be like to do a market in the new year and just sort of gather some information and start thinking about this goal. And I thought there was no way I could pull off the January market. But when I spoke to the representative in Dallas, she was like, you should just come. You would do great. You can do this. Come on down. And so I did. (laughs) So it was very last minute. And another thing that was scary about it is that since it was new and I was doing this last minute, I did not want to seem incompetent. I definitely had some, you know, imposter syndrome happening that goes on. I didn't want to get in a situation where I was being asked questions that completely stumped me or that made me look like I didn't know what I was doing. So that's always a little bit intimidating. And then there's just the logistics of driving to Texas on my own. I've never made that drive without my husband when we drive to Texas, which Dallas is my hometown, if you're not aware. So we have made that drive many times with our kids or just the two of us before we had kids, but he usually does all of the driving. Maybe I would take over for like an hour so he could rest, but usually I'm the passenger. I've never made that drive completely on my own and it's about 12 hours. So that's a big undertaking. And then there was the concern of physically getting all of my things, my samples and my display and my laptop and myself from my car into my booth on the 12th floor of this building. And I did run into a snafu there, which I'll tell you about in just a little bit. So this is kind of the undertaking. This is a section of my business that I wanted to grow in 2022. And I just decided to go for it and try to pull it off on less notice than I typically would do something like this with. But it all worked out in the end very well, and I'm glad I did it. So I hope that explains sort of why this was a big deal to me and why it was a big undertaking. So let's take a break, and then I'll tell you the lessons I learned from this experience. I created Suburban Soiree because I love a celebration, and I know you do too. That's why even my newsletter is festive. The Friday Fete, that's French for party, is a weekly email that kicks off your weekend with seasonal ideas, family movie night suggestions, and all the latest news and products from Suburban Soiree. Sign up through the link in the show notes so that you don't miss out on any of the fun. Get the Friday Fet to start your weekend ready to celebrate. So I decided to take this big leap for my business and do this big, crazy, hard thing pretty much on my own that I had never done before. And spoiler alert, I made it home in one piece and I survived. As scared as I was to take this on, I was really surprised at how energizing and satisfying it was to actually take this on. 
I feared it would absolutely drain me and do me in, but it was quite the opposite actually. And I found that really interesting. So when I was there, I made some great sales. I am so excited that my products are going to be in so many more stores and this is moving my business forward in new directions. Uh, but I'll also say not everything was perfect as you know, that's kind of how life goes. This particular market had a super low turnout, uh, Pretty much everyone agreed this was due to the COVID situation, and that situation changed drastically between the time I signed up and the time I was actually there. So that's one of those things you just can't know. And also, as I mentioned, my plan for unloading all of my things and getting my things from my car up to my booth did not go as planned at all. My original plan when I was speaking with the company that helps set up your booth for you and handle logistics was to hire a service they offered there at market where a crew would unload your car and deliver everything to your booth. And at the end of market, they would deliver it back down to your car. And that sounded like a great option for me coming on my own. I was like, yes, put me down for that. I will happily pay for this. So my sister ended up joining me on the first leg of the trip, which was amazing. She was like, I'm going with you. You can't do this. So she drove down with me. She helped me set everything up, which was so helpful. And we had such a fun time. And then she headed back uh, to her job and her family as she needed to. And I got started with market. So my sister and I get there. It was probably about four o'clock in the afternoon. We had driven in from Amarillo, Texas. And I was like, hi, I'm here for market. And I'm at dock two where you told me to go. And I, you know, I signed up to have someone unload my car. And the gentleman was like, well, that service ended at two o'clock. Now, listen, I just knew that setup was happening all day Monday and all day Tuesday. The representative had not mentioned to me that the service I was so enthusiastic about would end at a certain time that day. So just to make a long story short, we ended up borrowing a cart, which was an option I knew about uh, ahead of time from the security officer there. We loaded up the cart, we got on a freight elevator, we took everything to the booth, and it was not that bad. And I really didn't have tons and tons of stuff, but I did have an 8x10 rug that was rolled up. I had a huge sign with my logo. So it wasn't just tons and tons of stuff, but it was a lot of awkwardly shaped items that I could just do in a couple trips. So we got everything up. It really helped to have my sister there because she could be with a car while one of us was going up and you know how all of that works. So that was a little crazy. And I think if I had been on my own, I might have been a little more frustrated. But thankfully, I had my sister right there with me. And we got it done. And let me tell you, at the end of market, I was planning that if I needed to use the service to take my stuff out, I would gladly do that, even though I would have to pay for the round trip, even though I hadn't been able to do it at the beginning of market. If I didn't use it, I would not have to pay. I ended up just wheeling and dealing with that same security officer, borrowing the cart. There were lots of people wanting to use the cart and getting it all out by myself. And I was so proud of myself for doing that. Now, had it been too hard, I would have gladly taken the help or hired the help to get that done. But really, I was more interested in getting out of there and being done. I was so tired at the end of market. So anyway, I was able to get it up by myself with my sister. I was able to get it out of there. And that really felt like a big accomplishment. That's to say, most of this went really, really well. There were a few hiccups along the way as things, you know, tend to do as things tend to happen. But I want to tell you several lessons that I learned and takeaways I have from doing this. Um, the first one is to just do it. 
take the leap and learn by doing like trial by fire, right? It wasn't perfect, but I feel infinitely more confident about doing this again now that I've done it. Now that I have one under my belt, I feel like I know the ropes. Not that I know everything there is to know, but I know what I'm getting into now and I know what to expect. It's just really kind of impossible to be perfectly prepared for a brand new situation, if you ask me. And now I also know the areas in which I'd like to improve, where I'd like to do better next time. And if you wait until you are perfectly ready and feel like you're overprepared, you might never do it. You might never get there. So I think my last minute jolt kind of pushed me into it and was valuable and that I just had to get it done. And I just had to do it scared and it worked out. The next lesson is a reminder to myself that connections are everything. I made some great new connections and I strengthened some existing ones by doing this. I got to meet some online friends in person and I love that because that just really deepens the relationship and takes it to the next level when you can actually say hello to the person you know, face to face and get to know them that way. That was so exciting. And meeting new people helps you grow your business, helps you expand your world and your horizons in any kind of situation, whether it's business or not, making new connections is just always a good thing and helps you grow and helps you learn new things. I connected with so many people and I look forward to seeing how those connections continue to expand and benefit me and benefit them and where they take us in the future. Some of those connections led to sales and I'm in their stores and I'm working with them now, but not everything is instant. I have many other connections that are, you know, in the works and making that connection is the first step. The next lesson is that doing hard things will stretch you and build confidence. And I'll tell you, I love my comfort zone. I have perfectly crafted the ability to stay in my comfort zone at all times. And the last two years with everything that's gone on with the pandemic, that has only increased. I've been really isolated, happily, honestly, at home with my family and I found out it was much more fun than I realized to get outside of that. I felt like it was a little scary to get out of my comfort zone where I know everyone and I know what I'm doing, but it was just great to stretch and grow and go and do something completely different and to be uncomfortable. I enjoyed that much more than I would have expected. Conquering something new feels great and you don't have to be the best one or win the thing. It's not about doing it perfectly, but just seeing it through really builds your confidence. I would say it's like if you run a race and y'all, I can barely run a 5k. When I do, I act like I've run a marathon. I am not a runner, but you don't have to win the race, right? It's not like only the winner gets the benefit of trying. Just finishing is a great boost to your self-esteem and shows you that you can do that. So As much as I like to avoid hard things, because I often can, and I am privileged enough to do that, I like to stay in the safe zone and stay in my lane, I was just so pleasantly surprised at how invigorating it was to do something completely new, get out of that comfort zone, meet new people, try something I've never tried before. And so I think that was a very big lesson to myself. And perhaps it is to you in this unique situation we're in where we have been so isolated and so much of the same for months and months and now years. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. 
Lastly, I want to share that I really saw a lot of value in taking excellent care of myself as I took on this adventure. So yours may not be a business venture. It might be a new sport. It might be a new job. Who knows what it is? It might even be a new hobby. But as you stretch and grow, I think it's super helpful to just really take good care of yourself. The older I get, the more I know myself really well, and that's wonderful. I know my limits. I knew this would be both physically and mentally tiring, so I did my best to set myself up for success. And I would say go ahead and overcompensate in this area. If you're going to be doing something demanding in any way, build in plenty of rest and balance for yourself. So here's how I did this. First of all, I took it easy on the drive down. I decided to drive because I could just load everything up in my car. I didn't have to mess with a flight or shipping and all of those logistics. In the end, I was very happy to have my car and just be able to scoot home because a lot of people had flights that were canceled or delayed and had just a really hairy time flying out. So it was a good decision in many ways. Although, like I said, it's a 12 hour drive. It's a very big drive. So I broke this in half. I drove to Amarillo and then from Amarillo to Dallas. And I did the same on the way back. I made it a two-day drive, which the big downside of this is that it was more time away from my family, but I think it was the safe and smart way to go because I only drove during the daylight hours. I didn't get up super early. I didn't arrive super late. I really made it doable and enjoyable. And y'all, I thought it was going to be so hard driving that long, even on the way back when I was by myself. I really had a great time. I could stop and get a Coke when I wanted to. I could look around a little shop if I needed a break. And I just made it doable for myself. And that was a great way to go as opposed to trying to absolutely maximize my time and do it as quickly as I could. I think this was the way to go. I also got myself a really great hotel room for this trip. Not in Amarillo. In Amarillo, it was fine. In Dallas, I stayed at Hotel Zaza because I know you'll ask uh, where it was. I've always wanted to stay there because Dallas is my hometown. I've never really had an occasion to stay in a hotel there, but I did and I loved it. I did a lot of research looking for where to stay and this hotel is right by the market. It's less than two miles away and the price was comparable to the, I'll just say, less exciting hotels that were directly across the street and on the shuttle route, kind of the more run-of-the-mill business travel hotels. This one was a lot nicer, and I just enjoyed it. I had a beautiful room. I had a great shower with good water pressure. Uh, They brought me moon pies every night, which was really cute. They had different snacks every day in the lobby. It had a great uh, valet system. It was just a really pretty, beautiful luxurious place to stay for the same price as a more boring hotel because I did a little research and I just enjoyed getting to go back there every night and rest and rejuvenate myself and order room service because I knew I would not be wanting to go run around and try to find some dinner. So I really enjoyed finding a way to splurge on the hotel, even though, you know, it was really comparable. And as I mentioned, I ate a delicious dinner every night. As much as after the holidays, you sort of want to get back to eating carrot sticks and salad and feeling healthier, I knew this was not the week to do that. Um, So every night when I got back, I would order up something that sounded great and I would just really enjoy a nice dinner. And if you are a mom and you're thinking, oh, room 
service in a hotel room by myself sounds great. I'm here to tell you it is great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so that was really nice. I, you know, looked forward to that treat each evening. I didn't really do anything special for lunch. Uh, That wasn't a big deal. But at night, I did enjoy a nice dinner. And lastly, I prioritize sleep throughout this experience. I have learned so much that sleep is crucial to all kinds of health, uh, both physical and mental and just all the things. And I knew I would really need my sleep to be able to make it through four days of market, four days of driving, all of the things, you know, plus the day of setup, all of that. So as much as I wanted to visit friends and family who live in Dallas and I love to go shopping there and I love to visit restaurants and there are a hundred things I would have loved to do in my downtime, I knew that I needed to just get to bed. So every night I would just order up my dinner and pretty much crash. Prioritizing sleep was important. It also was not difficult because I was tired, but I did not find myself yawning and just really being miserable throughout the day because I got to bed pretty early and I think that was really a key element. So no matter what it is that you decide to take on or even if you just come across a difficult time in your life, I'm not comparing this to like an illness or a difficult time, but you know, just when you have those times that are taking a lot out of you, do what you can to overcompensate and treat yourself really, really well. And I think it does help balance. So I hope this was encouraging or at least a little bit interesting to you. Now you know why I'm just now getting back to the podcast. I've had quite a few weeks uh, since I was last here talking about preventing the post-holiday blues. I've been on a roller coaster, I feel like, a whirlwind of all kinds of exciting new things. And it is nice to be back home with my family where I belong. A big part of pulling this off was also the encouragement I received from so many people in so many different ways. I really pride myself on being fairly self-sufficient and I feel like that is mostly a good thing, but I was um, completely humbled by the encouragement I received and just how much a big part of this that was. And that is going to be the topic of next week's podcast. I'm going to talk about the encouragement I received and hopefully share some ideas about how I can pay that forward and how maybe you could encourage others because it was really valuable. And one more thing I have to say, because my husband edits the podcast and I have to give credit where credit is due. My husband held down the fort beautifully while I was gone and my kids did such a great job taking on a little more than usual. They were so capable, all three of them, to keep the household running and get back to school after the break and all the things. And I'm just really proud of them and I appreciate them doing so much so that I could take this on. Uh, I would have loved to have had my husband there with me. He is so helpful with all things technical and setup and moving and all that he would have been great. But I knew it was important for him to be here with our kids as they were, you know, making that transition back to school after Christmas break. And they are at an age where they have so many activities and places to be. And it just was great for them to be at our house and with him. So I appreciate my husband, a little special shout out. He was a huge part of this. Okay, let's take another break and then I'll share three things I'm loving this week. 
If you are like me, you're a mom who loves to make things pretty and memorable for your family. You love holidays, hosting, and celebrating life's moments, both big and small. You love color and fun, and you have a sense of humor too. The Sassy Napkin Society is created with you in mind. Each month, receive a box of Happy Mail that will get your wheels turning about what to celebrate next. You'll be inspired to have the girls over, maybe host a cookout, or set an extra nice table for a family dinner. Each box contains two exclusive napkin designs curated for the season or upcoming holiday. You'll also get an extra fabulous bonus item each month. Think dessert plates, stir sticks, straws, sprinkles, or confetti. You'll be the hostess with the mostess and bring more connection and celebration into your home. Join now at sassynapkinsociety.com because the doors are closing soon and won't open for several months. So don't miss out. Head to sassynapkinsociety.com and make this year a year of celebrations. Now for the time where I share a random mix of three things I am loving this week that I think you just might love too. As usual, they are all linked up in the show notes. If you're wondering where to find them, there are two options. If you are listening in Apple Podcasts or another app under details or under the text about this episode, you will see these links. You can also go to SuburbanSoiree.com and scroll down to the podcast posts. I have a blog post for each episode that has all the links you will need right to there. So the first two things are travel related because I took this big trip and these two things were just really great. I am constantly refining and curating and organizing my travel things. I keep a full like set of toiletries and makeup and everything separate for travel. And I just like, I just love constantly trying to create the best travel system possible so that I can make it really easy for myself. I'll probably do an episode on this at some point. But one thing I added for this trip was a toothbrush cup. And this was something I found after just trying to solve a problem. I keep my toothbrush in like a toothbrush holder, you know, kind of a cup type thing at home. And I didn't like how when I traveled, especially at a hotel, you had to either like put it in the random cup that was there or lay it on the counter. I wanted just a regular toothbrush cup. So I found this travel cup. It's two parts. So you can put your toothbrush in it. You could also fit your toothpaste and it closes up to keep everything clean and separate. You can also use the lid of it for a drinking cup if you want. I didn't do that, but this was just a really handy little situation for your toothbrush. So I'll link that up for you. I enjoyed having this and my sister even commented on it in the hotel. She's like, well, where is this from? It's just a simple thing that works really well. The next item is a little travel steamer. And I had purchased this previously because I often like to steam my clothes on a trip. Um, Some things don't iron well. You know, sometimes you just need a steamer after it's been shoved in a suitcase. So I had seen this one and bought it and tucked it away. And I ended up using it two ways on this trip. First of all, for the backdrop of my booth, I had sequin curtains. They're really fun, pink sequin curtains. And my sister used this travel steamer to steam them, to get the wrinkles out. And she is an interior designer. She does a lot of steaming in the wild of different things. And she was really impressed at how well it worked and it did the job. It's a tiny little guy, so it's not much to carry, but it 
steam those wrinkles out of the curtains. And then I used it in my room to steam my dresses each day to make my dresses look nice. And it really did work very well. So I will link that up if you are someone who needs a steamer for travel. It really worked. It worked better than I expected. I'll say that. The last thing is a podcast, but it also has a big Dallas tie-in, and this is a podcast called America's Girls. It is produced by Texas Monthly. It is about the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and let me tell you, this is not for kids. This is one to listen with your AirPods in. It's not for children. It's got a lot of, you know, things in it, but it's about how um, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are iconic and controversial and how some of their practices are very outdated and about the different cheerleaders' experiences and kind of the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And I found it really, really interesting. So it's called America's Girls. It was... um, maybe about eight episodes. I'm not sure. It is wrapped up. So it is complete. So you can start it and listen to the whole thing. But I have found that one to be really interesting being a girl who is from Dallas and obviously being aware of the cheerleaders and having mixed thoughts about them. Um, I'll just say that and you can you can listen if that's something that interests you. I will link it up for you. Okay, lastly, one more thing I want to tell you is that the Crazy for Christmas Challenge starts today. If you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out, January 25th is when we kick off the challenge for the new year. And what this is, this is the 25th of every month. I send you an email with a few tasks you can complete to get ready for the Christmas season. And the idea is that you do just a little bit each month And by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, you are good to go and you have a low stress holiday. And this spreads out your spending. This spreads out your efforts. You're not shopping and prepping and planning everything down to the wire. And I do this because we all want to just enjoy Christmas. We just want to sit under our tree and look at the lights and be with our family and not be so frazzled. So if that is something that interests you, there is a link in the show notes. You can also find it on SuburbanSoiree.com. It is free. It's one email a month with some ideas. And I'll tell you, the idea is not to do every single thing. Just set aside some time every 25th of the month and do what you can. And anything you get done ahead of time will benefit you later. I have a whole episode about it as well. If you go back uh, through the list of podcast episodes, I have a whole episode about the Christmas challenge, but that is starting today. I've had a lot of new people jump in and I'm really excited about it. So I would love to have you if you are not already a part of the challenge. Even with all the crazy things going on in the world, I hope you are having a good start to 2022 and that you keep celebrating. Thank you so much for listening. I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and I truly appreciate your five-star reviews. 